You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 407. I'm your host, Ricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, he's Alex. 407, another episode for Tricky to say we don't talk about political things, but then right ready to jump into political things. Oh, he brings the awesome every week. It's I yield to no one. This is going to get ugly. And obviously Steve's not here because Steve doesn't love us anymore. Uh, but we did bring uh, my trophy bitch, Daryl. Opening up a can of whoop ass. Ah, what's no, up, nerds does, and dorks? <laughs> he does that on purpose because back when he did his uh, laughable show, Remember the Loop, I, I told him one time that him slurping into the mic is the most annoying thing that he could do. <laughs> so now he does it on purpose every single time we record. You mean just like somebody vaping into a mic, Tricky? Hey, <laughs> it's better than smoking, so leave me alone. It's actually probably not better than smoking. Have you read any research? Yes, and the researchers, uh, the bad stories everybody's hearing is because people are buying black market CHB vapes, and that's what's the what's going on. If you buy the legit ones, it's perfectly healthy. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. That's like you saying if you buy legit roast beef sandwiches from Arby's, you're per- you'll be perfectly healthy. Whereas if you okay. buy like bootleg roast beef sandwiches, you're in real trouble. Okay, well, <laughs> obviously, no smoke, no vape is a hundred percent healthy. But it's not. It doesn't have the health risk as smoking or the black market ones. The, the black you, market vapes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, because they're uh, ever since uh, CHB, which I think is actually the right initials, um, which is basically the marijuana ones. Uh, you mean CBD? Oh, is that what it is? CBD. Okay, I, I I don't smoke it, so I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, those were back in Tricky's wild college days. I've never done drugs a day in my life. Uh, but apparently, like, from what I understand, those cartridges are like, I don't know, $50 a piece. And people are buying the $10 ones. And those are the ones that people are having problems with. Nothing can be considered healthy if you're smoking something that's vapors and it tastes like birthday cake. Well, if you're putting is- chemicals into your lungs, period, it's not good. Like, so varying levels of not good. May take you down different roads, but like if you're putting chemicals in your lungs, like full stop, you're starting off looking for trouble. Okay. My, the vape I, I had when I first started vaping, I was using a six milligram nicotine level. Now I'm at a zero milligram. I have no nicotine going into me. The other chemicals, I'm not going to debate because I, I don't have, uh, you know, any proof or anything that I'm saying that's not healthy, but. Me, basically, all I'm doing is inhaling flavored water at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not inhale. (laughs) All right, let's get to our trophy counts. I am level... Oh, I didn't even update this. I'm level 50, total trophies of 11,940, with a plaque count of 202. Yes, I cracked the 200 mark. Alex... 
You know what? I refuse to talk until you admit that everything you said about vaping is patently ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, listen. I'm. T- I'll tell you one thing. Everything is. Ever since I started vaping, I'm breathing better. I'm sleeping better, and I have more energy. He's got them energy vapes. Has <laughs> he got so, the caffeine, like the cranberry flavored caffeine vapes? Is a monster vape. Alex, your trophy got, sir. Could you read it for me? Oh Jesus! When you <laughs> you had the dock open, I did, and I don't now. Level thirty-one total trophies of six thousand nine hundred twenty-four with one hundred and two platinums. Yield? Yes. Oh Jesus, Christmas! <laughs> this is 20. this is why I didn't miss the show that much. Oh, you missed us. <laughs> Level twenty-eight with the trophy count of five eight eight five and a platinum count of ninety-one. Steve is level 16, total trophies of 2,211 with 11 Platinums. Sid is level 39, total trophies of 9,234 with 169 Platinums. Daryl. I am a level 43 with a total trophy count of 9,708 with a Platinum count of 175. Oh, you don't have the dock open, do you? Say what? You don't have the dock open, do you? Oh no! I'm looking at my um, looking at my actual <laughs> PSN profile. Because on on the on the agenda it says a laughable 175. Hey, you know what? You know, like, look, we can't all like play Japanese anime visual novels where we skip all the dialogue oh, and collect wait, the wait, trophies. Wait, 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 wait. Is is this Mister? Whatever it takes to get a platinum. Making excuses now that he was bragging for months that he had me beat, and now that he's losing by almost 30 platinums, is now making excuses of why he can't keep up with the man? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't uh, make excuses. I just said we can't all do that. It's not possible for all of us. Look, I can't read Japanese, so eventually I'll be able to keep up with uh, Skippy Mick. Yeah, I love that nickname. Saying Uh, saying that he's playing games is being too generous, Daryl, because he's actually just reading instruction manuals like he's building furniture from Ikea (laughs) and then just going off the the guide, like pressing buttons. That's not playing a game. I bet if we brought the goddess in here and we asked her, which one is Tricky better at, reading instruction manuals for furniture from Ikea or reading instruction manuals on how to skip uh, Japanese VNs and get cheap platinums? Which one she would say? She would say they're equally the same. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm sorry, Alex, I cut you off there. I'll tell you one thing. As, as easy as you guys are making this out to be, there are some difficulties in reading these damn trophy guides. <laughs> I've had to restart a, a game multiple times. Well, that's because you're they- playing a game in a completely different language. It's like you're trying to play in a game in ancient Egyptian. Like, you're trying to read hieroglyphs starting to get a platinum. Uh, it, uh, I got a funny story for you. Because Google, now, because when, you know, when I Google up the trophy guides, Google uh, started translating the pages. So as I printed out the guides and went to play the game, I'm realizing, like, oh, well, this game is actually in English. I'll be able to understand what the hell's going on. Now... The guide is in English because that's what Google translated, and the game's still in Japanese. So I was sitting to play the game going, I think I'm playing the wrong game. And it took me three hours of, to figure out what the hell happened. <coughs> that's three hours I could have had a platinum. You know two, what? I three. think there's, there's a debate on the horizon 
where Tricky is going to go one-on-one with Alex and try to argue why Japanese VNs are more difficult for him than playing uh, 100%ing the trophies in Joe Danger. I, I'm still working on Joe Danger, by the way. You're still working on <laughs> yeah. the, you're still working on hitting the start button to actually start it. Yes, it's it's hard when it's like, do I play Joe Danger or do I spend the next two hours getting three platinums? The reason you're not playing Joe Danger is because you know you can't do it. Oh. Hey, one day, guys, one day this Joker reaches out to me, and goes, "All right, here's what I'm going to do, but don't tell nobody. I'm going to I'm going to platinum. This is going to be Bioshock, a Bioshock Infinite." And I'm going to platinum. Um, what's that game on PS3 that no one can finish? That uh, that platinum game? Vanquish. Um, Vanquish. Vanquish. I'm going to platinum both those games and shut them up forever. That's going to be my 100th platinum. That's what he told me. That's going to be do- my 200th platinum. <laughs> I, I did. I, I also said my 200 platinum was going to be The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> Part two, by the way. Uh, all right. So let's get into what we're playing. Daryl, what have you been playing, sir? Oh, I have been dabbling on a bunch of uh, random stuff. Nothing fantastic. I'm currently uh, on this rat game called like Superland D-Make or some bull crap. It's uh, not good. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it um, I got like 60% through it and I was like, I don't know. Uh, I picked up, uh, I've told you guys in the past, I kind of stage consoles around my house based on like getting a little bit of free time from room to room. Uh, so I b- fired up my PS3 in my bedroom and started playing a little bit of Alien Rage. And if I'm not mistaken, that's made by the um, by the Bulletstorm team. It's one of their older games. I got like one or two trophies in that this week. It's it's not fun, so I, I don't know that I'll finish it. Playing a little bit of uh, Castle Crashers on PS4. Um, excellent beat em up game. Oh man, that's a great game. Me and the kids are having a blast. And then d- dabbling on some uh, WWE 2K19 and just uh, for fun. So are you are you trying it. to get the platinum in that, Daryl? No, um, the trophies in it are just not not fun. They're not good trophies. They're super super grindy for the online stuff. And so the it's the online, same way it was with 17. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's almost. Co- I would say it's copy and paste except for the challenge trophies throughout the game is it's just i don't know man like those games haven't had a good trophy list in so long and they make the game me and my brother and my cousin were playing earlier we had a big family get together playing 2k19 and it just i was kind of ranting and raving about the trophies and even some of the gameplay decisions this is by far the best 2k game that they've put out you know as far as um since 2011 uh, it plays the best. It's it's the most, you know, it's fun. But, man, those trophies are just... If I was a completionist, I couldn't have that on my profile because there's just there's no way. I don't have the patience or the time to, you know, to, to tackle something so absurd. I can second that because I got the Platinum in WWE 2K17, and it was a nightmare. Like, they, they were so grindy, especially the multiplayer trophies, like you were saying, the online trophies. It was, it was not a good experience. So while the game itself was good and fun to play and they had tons of options... It, uh, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play any more WWE games because if I like buy one, I'm going to get some of the trophies and I'm going to have to go for all of them because I'm a completionist and I'm really anal right. about that. But like, it, they seem to make you... It's like, hey, do you have a game that you want to play for the next 17 years to get the platinum? 
Let me introduce you to the new version of WB2K. It's it's just not fun. Okay, I just looked it up. Alien Rage is was developed by CI Games. Bulletstorm was developed by Epic Games, People Can Fly, and Psionics. Well, there's definitely some crossover in there because, like, uh, it, maybe it's just, like, talent-wise. Because uh, Alien Rage, it plays a lot like Bulletstorm. It's a first-person shooter, super fast, and it's got the same, like, point system for when you... You know, you kill enemies, and then like you chain that stuff together. Um, right. you, you can imagine it's like, it, to me, it's like Bulletstorm, but without the the slide, the slow motion kick, and the whip. You know, but everything else in there is pretty similar. All right, uh, Yield, what have you been playing? Yo, ah, uh, sit here. Been playing some Rock Band Four. No, you haven't. Been, yo, whatever. I have to. Been you playing, did. Not. I did too. Uh huh. I've been playing some World of Warships Legends. Of course. Been playing some Rocket League. Of course. He's getting been ready for playing... the Haunted Hallows, which, uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, started on Monday. So November or October 14th is the start of the new seasonal event in Rocket League. And supposedly there's some Stranger Things crossover during the Haunted Hollows. Well, most of it, most of it that. is Stranger Things themed. There are a few things that aren't, but okay. it seems like the crossover is pretty much primarily focused on Stranger Things. Gotcha. Which and then uh, most of the things I've seen the items. You can go to the official website to look at all most of the items they have. The only cool things that I can see that I really, really want are the ones tied to the Demogorgons. Gotcha. And I've been uh, my brother picked up. Uh, Madden 15 on the cheap. And we were playing some Madden 15. That's it. Alright. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Well, still trucking along in the latest Crash Team Racing Grand Prix, the Spooky Grand Prix. I'm pretty much almost to the top of gold tier, so uh, that'll be nice to you know get close enough to where I can focus more on the Haunted Hallows event once that comes out in Rocket League. And, uh, uh, yeah, just looking forward to October 31st when Luigi's Mansion 3 comes out because I'm going to be playing the shit out of that and not worried about getting trophies. All right, and I have been playing uh, Japanese visual novels, obviously. Uh, No! Yes. uh, I did get a rat game, uh, One Night Stand, uh, which is also a visual novel, but it's actually... uh, uh, and it, it's in English, so that was that was a game that I've been looking forward to since E3, uh, when it was on the kind of funny game showcase. Um, so that finally came out. Uh, that that was actually my 200th platinum. Um, and then it's just, about the sexy time. About the sexy time. Uh, and just today, I have officially uh, started playing Beat Saber and Tetris Effect. And I have to say, if you are any kind of a Tetris fan, Tetris Effect is the reason why you would buy a VR. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is absolutely fun. And the soundtrack is unbelievable. Tetris Effect is well worth the money if you own a VR. And if you, even if you don't own a VR, it's worth you buying one. And I might add that Tetris uh, 99 is a reason to own a Switch. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about Tetris Battle Royale. Alex, you fun. you Alex, you own a Switch. What do you think of a Tetris ninety nine? 
I mean, Tetris is fun. I know it's one of the most like popular games of all time, or one of the best-selling games of all time, if not the best-selling game. But I, I haven't played that game. It's but free. I mean, if it's like, how much is it? If it's cheaper, then yeah, I mean, it's I'd free. consider buying it. Oh, it's free. It's it's free. Well, it's, it, no, no, no. Oh, well, it's it's free if you have the Nintendo Online service. Well, yeah, because you can play SNES and NES games on there for free as long as you right. have like pay the twenty bucks a year for the online service. Well, it's I think it's yeah, it's I think it's twenty five dollars for individual, and it's thirty five for a family, which you can put up to seven people. Right. So I mean, I buy the thirty five just because me, the goddess, and Sweet Mama D. Uh, I have, actually have four spots. So if you actually want, I can just send you an email, and you can link up, and you can be on my plan. So, all right, uh, yeah. So let's get into our news stories now. Alex and Yield kind of touched on this last week, but there's a little bit more to the story, and that's why I want to retouch on it. Uh, Alex and Yield talked about how Sean Layden has left Sony Worldwide Studios. The reason I want to recap this is the way that it was done. Um, it was simply announced with a tweet. Uh, saying, it is with great emotion that we announce Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden will be departing SIE. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in the future endeavors and are truly are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thank you for everything, Sean. The reason I bring this up is because, one, he wasn't even tagged in the tweet. There's been no press release, no word on who's taken over SIE. This is really concerning to a lot of people because this is a major person, a major executive inside of Sony that leaves and it's with little to no fanfare outside of a tweet. What's also curious is the following next day, um, somebody, uh, I, I hate butchering Japanese names, but Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Asia president, Asushi Morita, also left. Um, he's been around for quite a while as himself, but now we have the word that Jim Ryan has taken over. We, you know, we've heard that through the grapevine. There's, like I said, there's been no official press release, nothing saying this, but it's kind of curious because Jordan Layden leaves, the head of uh, Jap- uh, Asia, Japan Asia leaves, and then the, the very next day, crossplay comes out of beta. Which is curious because if you guys remember back in, uh, we reported this when uh, Sony was uh, not allowing crossplay. It was Jim Ryan that came out and said that we're not doing it because we have to protect the children. Then his first day in office, it comes out of beta. And then we have all these other stories that are coming out. And a lot of people are feeling that the PlayStation 5 announced news, which I actually didn't put into our agenda, which I think we should uh, also talk about. Uh, that all comes out. It's kind of like they released the PlayStation 5 news to, to kind of mask this and take over the story rather than Sean Layden leaving. Now, I'm going to open it up to Alex and Yield because you guys were the ones that had the conversation last week. Does anything I'm saying actually concern you about where the PlayStation 5 is le- heading to now that we've lost two major components and execs in what was guiding us to the PlayStation 5 launch? You do realize that there are more than two people who work at Sony, right? Correct, but these are two <laughs> CEOs. These are two 
you know, well, not CEOs, but these are two presidents, the head of the two major markets for Sony, all even within 24 hours of each other. Yeah, but Sony runs a solid business because there's more than two people capable of doing the job and doing and like leading Sony into profitable business. Absolutely. Like, and, and you also say that like there was little or no fanfare. I hate to tell you this, Tricky, but we mentioned Sean Layden in the shoutouts last week. We didn't mention it as a big news story because, quite frankly, outside of shoot or um, Kazurai and like it being the end of his tw- fake Twitter account, which everyone thought was hilarious. Uh, people don't really give a shit about execs leaving. Why do they care about that news? Uh, okay, yield. I, honestly, yes. like I, I think that there's. I don't really have any concerns here because execs leave. I mean, Jack Trenton left. Casarai left. People but leave Jack Trenton, all, all, yeah, all the but time. Jack Trenton, Jack Trenton left after the launch of a system. This what we're we're leading into the launch of a system. Jack Trenton left after the system was out. So this I mean, like again, Sony. Sony is a company, and they've got plenty of capable people. I mean, that's like saying I'm concerned about the Legend of Zelda after Shigeru Miyamoto leaves, or I'm concerned about Super Smash Brothers after Sakurai stops, you know, being the uh, the, the main guy behind the games. There's yeah, still a people- talented team of people. Like by that logic, Naughty Dog would never be able to make any other Uncharted or The Last of Us games without Neil Druckmann. Well, people say that about on Metal Gear when Hideo Kojima left. That they worry about the future of Metal Gear now that Hideo is not running the helm anymore. Well, they also are probably concerned about Metal Gear because there hasn't been a good Metal Gear game out since he left. Well, yeah, and partially, the as the story goes, that that's the reason five why five wasn't as great as it could be because. All the shit was going on. Yield, what do you think about all this? Like, the little to no fanfare and all that? Well, it could have been because Layden didn't want it. I mean, there's a lot of things we just don't know. Or it's all fake. Do you think but, he's actually still there? No, I don't. But, <laughs> he's, but, he's still I there. I mean, if, if, if you, if you want to if you want to go with the fact that there was no official announcement and no fanfare, one could hypothesize that. Well, the rumor is, and then I'll, I'll let Daryl go. The rumor is is that he left to take a job with Google Stadia. And I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily, and Greg Miller kind of pointed out something. It's like, if that's true, that he's leaving to go work for a competitor, you know, he walked in to do the customary, uh, you know, I'm giving my two weeks notice, and they're like, no, get out now. You're a competitor now. So, Well, it, I mean, don't you think that he would have some non-compete like clause in his contract that says, "Hey, you can't go to a competitor for you know this amount of time." Or maybe they just don't want to advertise that he's going to Google Stadia, so they don't give Google Stadia more press. Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm pretty sure there was a no compete, and that's why because Sean Layden uh, hasn't said anything on Twitter either. He's only been uh, people have only noticed the activity of him actually liking tweets of them saying "We wish you the best" and all this other stuff. He actually hasn't said anything on Twitter, which is actually rare for him as well. So I'm sure there's a no, uh, 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 I won't say a gag order, but I guess that's the best term. I'm sure there's some kind of like a gag order on, you know, what he can say and when he'll be announced or if he's going to be announced and all that other stuff. Yeah, but if there, there if there's a no compete clause, then they wouldn't need to just throw him out the door because he's now working for a competitor. If there's a non compete clause, he can't just go to that competitor, so they don't have to throw him out right away. Well. You also remember he probably knows things that Sony's going to be doing for the next two to five years. 
So get him out the door as early as possible because you don't want him continuing to know stuff that's coming down if he's no longer committed to staying. Or someone found his nudes. Only or you would come that. up with stuff. Say what? I said only you would come up with something like that. Hey, look, man. There's like there's two options, right? When you go out like that, he was the face of PlayStation for the past few years, right? So if you're going out with little to no fanfare in that fashion, either A, you did something wrong and everyone's trying to keep it hush-hush because the new console's coming. The last thing they need is, you know what I'm saying, bad press before they launch the console. Or or B, right? You, no one has your nudes. Everything's good. Uh, but like you said, he's going to work for a competitor. And I would lean personally just from what I've read, I would lean towards that one over anything because he's still on Twitter, like liking statuses. So he's not like crawled in some hole somewhere, like trying to pretend he doesn't exist, waiting for the bad news to come out. Well, they all, one other thing that I need to mention, which I don't have any uh, facts behind, but a lot of people are saying that the uh, J- uh, Japan Asia president, uh, Marita, they saying that it's possible that he retired because there's some kind of, I don't know if it's a law or a rule in Japan saying that once you reach a certain age, you have to retire. No, it's not so much a law, but like, what do they do? They give you like, um, <laughs> there's like a word for it for like, uh, like a window office or whatever. Right. Where they essentially kind of let you spend the rest your, of your days. Yeah. The rest of your days somewhere <laughs> nice and comfortable. I, I I I thought it was just weird that there was no press release, nobody saying, "Hey, Jim Ryan's taking over." Oh, uh, it's weird. It's definitely weird. There's some there's treachery afoot for sure, and we just we just don't know if it's something he did or something somewhere he's going. There's no way. There's there's literally no way that they didn't say, you know, what I'm saying a proper goodbye to the guy who's been in the face. When Andrew House left, it was a big deal. You know, yes, and it when was, Jack Trenton left, there was a yep, big deal. It was a big when deal. Casarai left, there was a it was big, big deal. deal yep. When Adam Boys left, there was a big deal. This is a a, a tweet. Yep. Oh yeah. There's something that they wrong. didn't even tag him into it. Yep. I I agree 100. percent Like I that and I and I and I would you know I would disagree with um something Alex said um not in like a my I guess as a fan you know what I'm saying I would disagree because these people haven't aren't just like suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people have been propped up as, like, the spokesman. Like, you look at, like, Phil Spencer for Xbox. They've propped him up as the good guy, the white knight who came in to save the Xbox. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the bad decisions they made at the beginning of this generation, they got rid of Don Matrick, and then they put uh, Phil Spencer up there, you know? And they were like, hey, this is good guy Phil, and he's bringing you this good news. And then, like, Shuhei, you know, Shuhei was a celebrity for, for years for PlayStation. And when Shuhei walks out on stage anywhere, people lose their freaking minds, you know? And then when Shuhei went to kind of dive deep into the VR and the Playlink stuff with the studios and Sean Layden got propped up, Sean Layden wasn't just a suit coming out and announcing things. Sean Layden was wearing Crash Bandicoot t-shirts and he was, you know what I'm saying, uh, coming out and, you know, let's talk about The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Like, like he's been propped up as... You know, when the Sean is, is he the face, yeah, and like when he comes around, he's bringing good news, you know. 
Yeah, and also, uh, what was it, Game Awards last year or the year before when they had uh, Phil, um, Sean, and Reggie all stand on the stage together? Yep. Like, that was a huge moment. Yeah, I agree. So I think that um, I think these people do matter uh, to an extent. You know, I don't think that like they're like, you know, what I'm saying like super crazy popular. But I think that you know their positions matter and they're propped it up in a way so people will like them so that they can sell their products easier, faster, uh, faster, faster and better. Jeez, I just came up with a new word, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 more on next week. I think that I'm going to make that our topic of the week next week. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, some little stories uh, to talk about. Facebook has been uh, removes integration with the PlayStation 4. A lot of people are losing their minds about that. Uh, I think that's more uh, on Facebook trying to limit where their product is than Sony saying, Facebook, get the hell out of here because otherwise you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so, if you link to your Facebook to uh, your fa- your PlayStation Four, uh, I know Homer does that yield uh, to post the yeah. videos, uh, and you do it. You do, you've I've done po- it too. I've posted a few, but it won't break my heart that it's gone. Yeah. So, uh, no more profile pictures. No more being able to post videos straight from your console. All that stuff. That's all been removed. Uh, there's really no word of why. It's all speculation. But the, the, the main speculation is that is, uh, Facebook wanted it removed more than Sony did. Uh, the next bit is PlayStation 4 7.0 firmware has been released and has added remote play for Android and more. Uh, also, you can ha- have a 16-person party, which I don't understand why the hell anybody would want that. Because um, it's awesome and everybody wants to have it, just like cross-game chat. Gotta have it. I okay. I I get the party chat, but eight to sixteen—that's insane. Well, you know, it, it it sounds insane until you try to do like a community game night or something when like you have eight or more people in there, or like a really intense boosting session when you're trying to get some online trophies and you need, you know, what I'm saying a lot of people. I, I mean, I, I get. I, I don't have a problem with it going up to sixty. I just didn't see the need for it. But yeah, you brought up a very good point. You know. Also, um, so wait, are we talking about insane boosting sessions like the uh, eight people in Wildcat Stadium at once? Yeah, got it twice. I still, I still don't have that <laughs> fucking trophy. Um, <laughs> twice. There's, there's also a new uh, a new chat chat transcription feature for U.S. players. And like I said, it adds remote play for smartphones and tablets running Android 5.0 or higher. Uh, they also said, I'm looking through this right now, uh, version 7.0 will improve network con- connectivity, audio quality, and party feature. And the previously mentioned chat transcription with the party app will convert U.S. English voice text, a ch- chat to text, or, quote, enables you to enter text that is read aloud to other party members by the PlayStation 4 second screen app. Now... I have a gripe about this, and then we're going to move on. I have I, I recently just got the um, Galaxy Note 10 Plus, and I have the Remote Play app on my phone, but I cannot connect my DualShock 4 to my phone. I mean, it connects, but I can't control it because apparently my phone doesn't have Android 10. They never said that outright. 
So if your phone, your Android phone does not have Android 10, you cannot connect a DualShock 4 to your phone. Oh, excuse me, you can connect it, you just can't use it. Blasphemous. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, uh, my camera's off, but I bought one of the, the grips for one of my DualShocks, one of my seven DualShocks, and I was trying to do it and it would not work. Jeez, bragger. Uh, <laughs> well, I own one, two, three, four. Four consoles. Jeez. Uh, next bit of news, which is going to make Daryl very sad. Doom Eternal has been delayed to 2020. That's a bummer. Uh, but as I say, every time a game gets delayed, good. Delay it. Make it better. What's that yeah, uh, old Sh- Shigeru Miyamoto quote? A bad game is forever. Yeah, but a delayed game is eventually good. <laughs> we, we hope. All right, this article is coming from IGN. Marvel's Avengers developer Crystal Dynamics has explained the length of the upcoming superhero game is comparable to the studio's Tomb Raider titles. Initially talking to comic book senior brand ed director Rich Bragg, Rich Briggs said, quote, we're not putting an exact number on it just yet. You can expect something comparable to what we've done in the past. Uh, that's the end of the quote. He alluded to the campaign's length by referencing the kind of hours you expect to get out of a Crystal Dynamics game. Quote, if you think about previous Crystal games, you know that you want to be playing your way through the course story. It's going to be in the 10 to 12 hours. But if you want to see everything that there is and do all the side missions and everything else, you're generally looking at 30 plus hours. He also noted that, of course, uh, and then, of course, you have the extended narrative and extended gameplay, which pushes more heroes post-launch. And the story will uh, play out over multiple years. So, gentlemen, are you still excited about Marvel's Avengers now that they've uh, kind of fixed up the character models a little bit? And what do you think about a story that will last you for several years? Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, they really didn't, still didn't explain how it would go out over multiple years. But no, I don't like that because you're going to play it, put it on the shelf, and may not come back to it. Well, that's a a risk with every game. But you have the whole game there. You'll probably play through it all and then put it on the shelf, not play your 10 hours and then put it on the shelf. And then be like, well, I'm not coming back to it because i got to wait 11 months. All right, Daryl? I think that one of two things is going to happen. A, they're going to put out a decent-sized game and then like have this like multi-year, multi-year um, tale of DLC to which people are going to complain about all the DLC. Or B, <laughs> they're going to lock the platinum behind finishing the game to 100% and then have a four-year uh, content drop to which... <laughs> I think that's what I want to happen. (laughs) Alex? So, I mean, I like the idea of games as a service. That's what this would be if they're going to continue to support it over years. So, I mean, like, I still enjoy playing Rocket League. We're four years later. Um, It's definitely a game for a service. What's that? I said Rocket League is definitely a games for service game. So, like, so, I mean... I kind of like the idea of getting... I don't want, like, the entire story. Like, I don't want to, like, wait to finish the main chunk of the game, like, over the course of four years. Like, if you want to add DLC to it, that's great. I I think that supporting the game for that long 
is a fantastic idea. Now they might run into financial issues if they continue to put out a bunch of DLC after the like post game content over the course of four years and people aren't buying it, which definitely could happen. But I also kind of like the idea of spacing it out a little more as opposed to, I mean, like, you've got the Crash Grand Prix, which I'm having fun with, but at the same time, it's like every month they're putting out a new Grand Prix, and I have to spend so much time playing that game that I have less time to play other games, and I'm basically having to focus on this one game because there's so much post-content every month. So spacing it out over years, like, say, they do in Rocket League, because you have seasonal events, but they don't do a new event every month, I think that's a little more favorable. But right. only if they're all... not, like, making you finish the entire game proper over four years. That's crappy. All right, it was also noted that Miss Marvel will be a playable character in the game and that she acts as the campaign's protagonist, which I found a little weird. Uh, not that Miss Marvel was put in the game, but the fact that they're calling the game the Avengers and you have all the Avengers in the game, but Miss Marvel will be your protagonist. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel are different, by the way. I what did I say, Captain Marvel? No, 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 no. No, you no, said no. Miss Marvel. Oh. No, okay. you're right. I'm what I'm saying is in case, oh, in case anybody's confused, in case that throws anybody off, like those are two different people. So just because you saw Captain Marvel in the MCU movies, that's not the same as Miss Marvel, right? I uh, I mean I, I'm I'm hyped for this game. I I I'm still worried, like because the the news that comes out about this is like. Weird. Some ouch, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Weird. Yeah, it's just it, it. It's just like the way they're releasing this news is just a little weird. Like we're we're still what ten five months away? No, seven months away. Like stop tell stop talking to us. Just make the game. It just seems like every piece of information they drop. It makes me, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I've never heard of a game that, like, threw me off as much as this one because, A, it's Crystal Dynamics. They make good games. The past three games they've put out have been phenomenal. Or, you know, saying two and a half games if you don't want to count Shadow. But they make good games. <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready for it, you know? Um, and it's like, it's got Avengers slapped on the title. It's going to sell, like, gangbusters, period. You know? So, like, the fact that it's, it's just... It's like they, they talk about the game and they drop these weird pieces of information, but it's not like there's like a definite, like, this is exactly what the game is. Like, I, I, they're from not what following I, like a script. It's just, it's weird. It's like they didn't come out and say, this is a third person action game with a linear story with a, a, a hub world. They're like, this is a, ever-present, ongoing campaign that you can play the story single-player, but there's multiplayer opportunities, and there's going to be DLC for years, and oh, by the way, it's just like, someone needs to sit down their PR person and be like, look here, bro, like, freaking, like, tell us what exactly what the game is, and then just shut up, you know? And, and, I, la and I laugh at the people that are ragging on the game because the character models don't look like the MCU actors. You you should have known that wasn't going to happen. I mean, well, I did. I don't well, think not they even... should look like them. You know, like make a game how like make them look however you want. Well, I would understand like if if this game was based on the MCU, then I can understand that gripe. But the MCU actors didn't look like the act the the characters from the comics, and nobody had a problem with that. But well, now it's that, reverse. But... 
we've played so many Marvel games over the years. Like they look different. In Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, all the characters look different. If you look at the Ultimate Alliance games, they look different from game to game. Like it just like who cares? Like like I don't know why that's a big deal. And I think that stuff like that has just kind of gotten out of control on top of just the weird messaging with this game. Like, I don't know, man. I'm going to play it, you know? But I just – this one's making me scratch my head. Like, what are they doing over there? All right. So that is going to bring us to the end of our main topics. Now, we do have a topic of the week. Um and I'm going to preface this because uh, Yield kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, we are tr- going to try our best to stay away from the political side, but obviously this next topic. Okay, has you can't a lot of- you can't say that when you're going to introduce oh. the topic because it's oh. bathed in political like. It's, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, okay. Okay. You didn't let me finish. We're going to try to stay away from the political side, even though this entire story is wrapped around a political nature. But uh, as I stated on uh, multiple shows before, uh, we, we try not to talk about politics on the show unless the topic is involving, directly involving the politics. And in this situation, it is 100% involving politics. So, so basically just disregard everything Tricky just said. Basically, because we're so getting political. Um, and let me get my let me get my hat. Yeah, well, you better get your hat. Get and, to. And um, I actually had to get permission for my job to talk about this, so they said that I have to make this statement. <laughs> they said, oh. "Wait, we got Chinese money. Be careful." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, all right, that's good. That's good. All right, so. The views and opinions expressed in this next topic do not represent the Department of Sanitation in New York City or any other entity. That being said. <laughs> uh, the views <laughs> shared in this next segment are not representative of the industry workers at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You may continue. <laughs> okay. So by now you guys have heard this, the, the news that Blizzard has banned one of their uh, esports players by the name of Blitz Chung. And uh, for him making what Blizzard is saying a political statement. If you don't know uh, what happened, basically he was play- he played in a tournament. He was being interviewed after the tournament. And he was wearing a gas mask, which is a representation of the protesters in Hong Kong at the point. He took down the mask and made a comment. Um, uh, I don't have the exact quote. I'm looking it up right now. I thought it was this article. Liberate Hong Kong. Liberate Hong Kong. Uh, protesting for our time. Something along that line. Revolution of our age. That I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, Liberate Hong Kong. Yes. So, at the, so the stream immediately cut the commercial, and the the footage has now been uh, deleted off the internet. In response, Blizzard has uh, banned Blitzchung for one year uh, from competing in any kind of tournament. It's actually been reduced to six, mo- well, six months. Okay, I'm I, going to get to that. Uh, they took away his prize money of $10,000, and they removed his rank of Grandmaster, uh, which immediately caused backlash within 
the community. People were boycotting. People are deleting their World of Warcraft accounts. People are deleting Overwatch off their systems and all this other stuff. Uh, several days later, Blizzard has come back and has uh, issued a statement stating that uh, the, the ban is not going to be 12 months. It's only going to be six months. And they are returning his prize money because he earned the money before his quote-unquote violation. It's important to note, Blizzard is saying that he violated their uh, their rules for competing on an official channel. Uh, whether or not you agree on that is what we're going to talk about. But this is a major topic, and I was worried about talking about this because of the political implications. But also, like... I, I know how Alex feels about Activision Blizzard, and I like I want to be clear. I don't want to necessarily uh, talk about the political nature in Hong Kong because I think it's fair to say without actually asking everybody, everybody believes that uh, Hong Kong should uh, should be enslaved by a communist government for all eternity until their complete mass genocide. The uh, the exact opposite of that. Oh, okay. I, th- I really thought that's where you were going. Sorry. No. Uh, but now, I, now I'm i going to say this, and I don't have any facts behind this. I, I One of my coworkers was explaining to me, because until this incident, I actually did not know there was protesting going on in Hong Kong. I, I mean, I may, heard about it. I, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I've heard about it, but I didn't know. Basically, from what I understand, and please understand, I'm not trying to be report any kind of news or any kind of uh, opinions on this. This is just what I was told, the understanding. And if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me because I'd like to get this right. Before you what make I- the statement, I would say that it's probably best to think about whether you should say what you're going to say based on what your coworker said as opposed to actually having knowledge of the situation. Well, from, all right, what he said is not controversial. That's, but it could be wrong. Okay. In that case, if I, what I'm about to say is wrong, somebody, you know, then Alex just take this out of the show. From what I understand is Hong Kong was basically uh, being ruled by England. England gave Hong Kong back to China with the understanding that they were not going to become a communist uh, city, that they had to stay uh, con- uh, not conservative. What's uh, the other C word? What are we? Capitalist. Capitalist, thank you. Socialist? A a capitalist society. And from what I understand, the protesting is because China is trying to force their way back into China, or excuse me, into Hong Kong Kong to make it a capitalist company again. That's what I understand of the the protesting. Does anybody disagree with what I just said, or am I inaccurate? I have no clue. I think you cannot confirm nor deny. Okay, so with that being said, I think we can all, without asking you guys, I think the four of us can all agree that what Blitz Chung said, while it's controversial, we all agree with what he said. So, now I'm going to open up the floor. Alex, I know you were uh, very vocal about this. Yield, I'm going to let you go second because I know you were also vocal about this. Uh, And then we can just go with the conversation. But again... Let's not try to get too political with it. 
but let's just focus on the, the, the message at hand. Alex, please take the floor. I mean, no matter what Blizzard comes back with and says the reasoning for why they did the decisions they made, um, you know, they do big business in China. You know, World of Warcraft is huge over there, and they, like, they make a lot of money in China. And quite frankly, you're never going to convince anyone or public opinion that you didn't do this for business reasons. Um, so, like, I, I'm going to take this. I was reading a Bloomberg, Bloomberg article, and I'm going to take this from the writer Eric Newcomer. Um, and the quote uh, in the article, I'm going to say, uh, I'm reading straight from the article, China is a country whose government has recently proven to be quite sensitive about pro-democracy symbols and speech and willing to punish companies that speak out against it. So, like, China as a whole is very restrictive in what it allows people to see on the internet, allows people to say and do. So, like, I don't think that right there, I mean, like, that, I, I think that's a pretty reasonable statement that you can pull. Um, and, like, from the same article, I'm going to read some statements from uh, a couple of, like, U.S. congressmen. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio um, criticized Blizzard for the the Hearthstone ban, tweeting in part, people people who don't live in China must either self-censor or face dismissal and suspensions. China using access to market as leverage to crush free speech globally. Uh, Senator Ron Wyden joined in saying, Blizzard shows it is willing to humiliate itself to please the Chinese Communist Party. No American company should censor calls for freedom to make a quick buck. So... You have American co- like people within Congress saying that the perception is that Blizzard is doing this because of its business ties to China. It just to me looks very scummy, and that they're trying to censor free speech in order to save their profits. All right, it's also worth noting. I did, I forgot to mention this before. Uh, Blitzchong actually lives in Hong Kong. That I, I just for just you know for knowledge. And I believe uh, that uh, you know what, like he said that he wasn't surprised by the decision that that Blizzard made and that like I think that he the player said that he respects it but he doesn't regret what he said which I I don't uh, think he should regret what he said he should be able to say that if he wants to I mean plenty of people use platforms like that uh like a, a big media platform to make political comments Okay, uh, Jay Allen Bracht, president of Blizzard Entertainment, wrote a letter to Blizzard's community to address the, the event and occurred, uh, and he said, quote, there's a consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast. He also said that Blitzchung used the segment to make a statement about a situation in Hong Kong in violation of the rules he acknowledged and understood, and this is why we took action. He continued by saying, every voice matters. And the the official broadcast needs to be about the tournament and a place where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channels focused on the game. So that is Blizzard's stance for why they. Uh, well, if they if they were going to talk them. about keeping it to the tournament, then why the hell did they initially take the prize away from him when that prize was won during the tournament away from these political comments? Because he made the comments directly after the tournament, it's but he also still worth- won the. Me- you can't say let's keep all this commentary about the um, tournament and then take something away from him, which he won within the tournament and outside of the political confines. Well, that's that's why, according to Blizzard, that's why they reinstated his prize money. It's also worth noting that as he said this, there was two casters that were interviewing him because they were doing a, po- a post game interview. Both of those commentators were initially fired, but now have been reinstated, and they're, but they do have a ban of six months as well. Now, the commentators have nothing to do with what he said, but that's also a, 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 an added layer to this. Is like, why are you punishing the commentators who had nothing to do with this? They just happened to be on screen with him at the time. 
Yield, uh, yes. floor's yours, sir. Okay. Now, I'm not, my statement is not trying to say anything about repealing free speech. What I am saying is if he knew the rules going in, he even said that. So he got a punishment, which I am okay with. The punishment is rather harsh and rather reactive instead of of sitting back and and assessing it. And I even think that they even said that they probably need better I won't say rules, but better wording or whatever on, on how to do it. It's happened in plenty of sports. Uh, Tricky can attest NASCAR. Remember when all of a sudden, if you said cuss words on TV, they find you, dock you points, which right. they used to they used to all the time back in the day. That's why I started loving NASCAR. These guys spoke their mind. Then all of a sudden it was, you can't say that on TV. We have a big TV contract. And in NASCAR, they also banned them for uh, cursing on their in-car radios, which is a private conversation that TV tapped into Doesn't... to add us to the immersion of the experience. Yes. So, I'm not against free speech. He has every right to say, to say something on that platform. But at the same time, you should realize that, there are, that there's going to be a repercussion if there is a rule in place to kind of separate it on, on the official channel. That's all I have to say about it in, in that instance. All right, Daryl. I, I, I well, I, oh, I do have, I do have a, I do have a problem against his, uh, these kinds of white terror comment. I didn't even know about that. Well, oh yeah. Well, let's see. What article is it? If you read the Blizzard official response to Blitzchon's controversy, down here at the very bottom, he says, "I expect the decision by Blizzard." I expected the decision by Blizzard. I think it's unfair, but I do respect their decision. I'm not, quote, regretful of what I said. I shouldn't be afraid of these kinds of white terror. Oh, okay. I did not read that far. So, um, so now you're grouping all of us into we're white terror. Now, is white terror like a um, like a phrase used? Or is he actually talking about like white people? I don't know. I'm 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 googling, I'm googling it right now to see if there's some uh, reference to that. But why I do that, uh, Daryl, tell us what uh, your opinion on right. this is. So, like, I agree um, with Yield in the sense that like he knows there's rules and guidelines going into it. You know, we can look at this uh, on a smaller scale and say, with Proving Gamer, when you picked up my old podcast, uh, Remember the Loot. You said that there's um, three things you didn't want us to, to to say or do on the show, and that was to make um, you know racial and uh, homosexual slurs. Um, you didn't want us to uh, talk about religion, and you didn't uh, want us to talk about politics. And um, being that all three of those are three of my favorite things in the entire world, I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like those are your rules. Um, I'm on your platform. That that was actually a joke on some of that, by the way. I got um, it. You, you choose which one's the joke. Uh, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understood that going into this that, like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Those are the rules I agreed to to be on the uh, Proving Gamer Network. 
Uh, same thing goes with PG spoilers, you know. Uh, that being said, I don't think that the uh, I think the conversation at hand, um, both parties agreed. You know, what I'm saying like he said, "Hey, I knew what I was getting myself into. I was going to break the rules anyways." Um, and then Blizzard, you know, Activision Blizzard was like, "Hey, we might have overreacted, but you know, he he." He could have potentially affected their their financial interests, and I know they they walked it back. I read a couple of articles earlier today of them saying that they didn't do this because, you know, they were uh, worried about their relationships with China and Chinese money and all that stuff. Because that's exactly what they were worried about. There's no person in this world you're going to convince that that's not why that they reacted the way they did. And I well, would, yeah, especially since you took everything off the official channels, right? And I would even argue that if you replaced um, the subject matter with something that I don't know, Activision Blizzard has taken a stand, uh, you know, what I'm saying with, like, if he would have said, you know, using his example, I um, instead of uh, liberate Hong Kong, if it was uh, liberate transsexuals, they wouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? Because that aligned with some of their own political views or things that they've already, as a company, uh, aligned themselves with. You know, people took pictures of uh, of their court, their company values on their campus. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, uh, everyone's uh, has a voice, and all their uh, voices matter, or whatever. And they were like crossing them out and doing stuff. You know, and they put that stuff up there because of their stand uh, for the LBGTQ community. You know, that's one of the, or no, I'm sure that's not the only reason they did it, but they, you know, those things were highlighted, you know, and then used as a uh, focal point when they talked about like banning people who use, uh, you know, what I'm saying different slurs and stuff in their games and in their chats and stuff. You know, these are, this is a political company who has chosen a side. And if you look at their track record, you know, what I'm saying that side might align with your personal views. It might not, but it seemed like um, that this particular, uh, instance did not align with their company's political views, you know, as a whole, not necessarily saying the individuals that work there. Uh, and there's no convincing me, at least, that this isn't about, you know, I'm saying pissing off Chinese for their Chinese money, you know, and and, okay. and, and and they're not the only ones doing that right now. The NBA is in hot water for something very similar. All right. Uh, before I give my opinions, I Googled white terror just the term white terror, and I got a link from an article from the South China Morning Post, which was uh, posted on March 14th of 2017, so over two years ago. It reads, what exactly is white terror? Don't ask. Just remember that in Hong Kong, its historical meaning of political jailings and heads being lopped off has no relevance. Here, its meaning is ever shifting. It can mean whatever you want. Former Chief Secretary Anton Chang Fang on Sang, yes, that's all one name, our self-proclaimed media freedom defender, cried foul two years ago when media revealed that Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lee Ching Ying has given her a $3 billion donation. She termed the revelation white terror. So basically, white terror could mean anything. Not necessarily a racist term. But it sounds like it's more in the uh, political sense when it you know like trying to oppress whatever it is i'm you know trying to stand for that at least that's my that was my read on it. i don't know that, yeah. all right uh so my feelings are a mixture of the two um of both sides of what you guys have been saying 
I I have no problem with what with what Blitch Tongue said. I do believe it is uh, what what Blizzard did is based on a financial thing because uh, China is one third of the planet's population. Uh, they also, as the numerous reports, say, uh, Blizzard has said that twelve percent of their revenue comes from China. Um, so yeah, this is absolutely a uh, a decision made for uh, financial reasons. My problem with what Blitzchunk did is it goes back to the NFL protesting or any other kind of protesting. I have no problem with somebody pro protesting. I have no problem with anybody speaking their minds. But there are times and places for people to do that. If I don't agree with what my job is doing or my city or my asshole mayor, yes, Bill de Blasio, you are an asshole. Um, if I don't agree with him, I can't walk into my job, say whatever the hell I want, and expect no repercussions. Well, because you represent the city as like a member of sanitation, you represent the city. Right, but in, in this situation, Blitz Chung is a representation of Blizzard. He's on their official channel playing their tournament. He is a representative of Blizzard. No, at he's that not. Point. He's not. He's not a paid employee of Blizzard or Activision. He signed a contract to to state that he's playing on their official channel. If I decide to stream for Extra Life, I can't just say whatever the hell I want on their stream. I have to keep it PG. I can't. They, they, they keep it they proven gamer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I can't go in there and play the division on their normal channels. Anytime you've ever seen me stream for Extra Life, I've been playing Lego games, kid friendly games. Like they don't even want me playing Rock Band because. Even though Rock Band censors the words, it's still the implication there. You cannot go... Free speech is the ability to say what you want, when you want. The problem is the when you want part. Because there are repercussions for what you do. I can say Bill de Blasio is an asshole on my podcast. I cannot walk into City Hall and do the exact same thing and not expect repercussions. Why can't you? Like, you may get fired from your job, but as far as, like, legal, right, that, like, why but, can't you? You can go on Twitter and call the president an asshole and no one can touch you. Okay, you're, you're right. Legally, there's nothing they could do. But, yes, I can be fired from my job. And in a roundabout way, and I know that I'm using this very loosely, Blitzchung was fired from his job. This is his, this is his money-making thing. This is what he does to well, make Well, he's money. not fired. He's suspended. Well, it's he was fired, though. He was banned, so, I mean, that's the, the equivalent. Right. But for a year, yeah. though, he can come back after a year. Correct. And, I'm, and like I said, this is a very loose roundabout, but, yes, he yeah, was fired. Yeah, but think fired. about what that does. Think about that does in today's society with this type of community. Banned for a year, your career's over. You're not coming back. You're not relevant anymore. You know? He said he doesn't, he said he doesn't know if he's going to play the game anymore. I mean, they wouldn't I mean, have chosen. Here's, here's a, they thing, wouldn't like, have chosen I, a year if it wasn't crippling. I mean, that's you. I mean, shoot. I bet you, as an esports player, if you're banned from tournaments, you know what I'm saying, stuff like for six months, that that alters your career. You know, 
this especially all about the, especially momentum. the official ones. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll pull yeah. one more thing from the Bloomberg article by uh, Eric Newcomer that I was reading from earlier. Uh, it talks about an Overwatch character uh, named May who has become like used as a pro democracy symbol in support of Hong Kong. Um, yeah, but that was that was done by the people that are boycotting Blizzard right now. And I also want to point out one thing. I'm sorry, Alex, I cut you off there. I also want to point out all you guys that are deleting Overwatch off your systems are smart. That's not that's not should have done, done it a long time ago. <laughs> right, but 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 that's not doing anything. Blizzard already has your money for that game. You don't want to play it again, that's fine. But everybody posting their pictures of, oh, I'm deleting this in support of the, the broadcast. I get what you're trying to do, but that's doing nothing. Yeah, but you hold on. Hurt... Don't they have microtransactions in that game? Right, but that does... So but if you, you lose can... your community and you're not planning on a sequel, well, you have to scrap together a sequel real quick because if your community dies off for your online multiplayer game, you're not making any revenue off that anymore. Okay, and this is the same thing to do with all the people that are protesting... That were protesting uh, Call of Duty, saying, I don't like what they did with Call of Duty. And then you go into Steam, and you see the, uh, we hate Call of Duty, boycott Call of Duty. And you go into that group, and guess what everybody's playing? Any guesses, Daryl? Um, Overwatch. <laughs> exactly. I, I get the message you're trying to send, but it's not doing anything. You want to do something? Cancel WoW. Can't Cancel your subscriptions. Don't buy their next game. You want to make a message, that's how you send a message. Deleting that's a game right. that you've already paid for does nothing. Take out a camera and go videotape yourself shitting on a copy of Diablo 3. Boom. Message has I, been has Because mark, mark my words right now. Blizzard made this statement now because coming up in two weeks, three weeks, is BlizzCon. And I guarantee you, mark my words right now, they come out on the stage at BlizzCon, they're going to have to talk about this, and if they turn around and announce Diablo 5 or Overwatch 2, everything that just happened, this entire conversation, is going to be like it never fucking happened. You know what? That's very similar to like you know letting one of your top executives go <laughs> in a tweet on Twitter, and then the next day you're announcing the PlayStation 5. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's parallels there. Maybe Sean Layden was wearing the gas mask all along. <laughs> I love you, Daryl, but sometimes you just pay the ass. <laughs> this is where my brain goes, though, man. Try living okay. like this. Okay, but <laughs> listen, I, like I said, I don't have a problem with what with, with Chung said. I have a problem with where he did it. He obviously knew he was going to be banned because he said, I expected this. So he did this full knowledge of what's going to happen. He knew that this was a violation of his agreement or his contract or whatever you want to say it. And I admire and I respect the shit out of him for it. I admire your balls. Uh, I mean, it was something for the greater good because whether or not he, he violated it, something like that needs to be said in an open forum instead of like in a Twitch channel or something like that. I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, and I, I, I agree with that. I guess the thing that... that that got me about all this was everybody else throwing a, throwing a fit about it when it's reported that he knew he broke the rules, he knew he was going to get punished, and everyone's throwing a fit about it. And it's like, I, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm not wrapping my head all the way around it. 
I think it's because of the 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 immediately where your mind goes. It's like, oh, they did Activision Blizzard did this because of the Chinese money, you know. And then and then when something like this happens, whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent, your mind's like, oh, wait a second. So now you can't. You know what else can you not say? You know what what's the next thing? So, well, the 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 other topic or not topic, but the other article that I posted in the chat, which is uh, well, not well hold on, Tricky. Can I make a comment? On that, well, it was kind of the start to what I was saying earlier, where uh, May from Overwatch has been turned into this pro-democracy symbol, and people are wondering, would Blizzard ban their own character because it was being used right. in pro-democracy like um, messages? I, I'm sorry, I I was reading the article. Say that one o- time. O- I only time will tell. I I think that that's uh, very likely. Yeah, basically, people like you know. With images of May coming out as a very uh, like uh, May, who is a Chinese character, coming out as a uh, being used as a pro democracy symbol in support of Hong Kong, people on Reddit have said, "Well, you know what? Like, is Blizzard willing to ban their own character because it's being used as a pro democracy symbol by other people just to satisfy China?" But why would they ban her? Because if if a character is being used against china and how tightly wound they are and how much they like to control everything from the media to oh, the internet china, china ban them not yes well, no, yes and, and blizzard banning the character so they don't get in trouble with china who then bans their games because if there's a character like that in their games and that's being played in china don't you think the chinese government is going to try to shut that shit down Absolutely. Dude, that, what was what was that game that uh, not too long ago, probably six eight months ago, there was a story that came out about a bunch of Chinese developers that had put a game out and they put like like magazines Taiwanese. and posters making That's fun of the of the Chinese dictator and then they got shut the freak down. Well, all right the other the other uh, excuse me the other part or the other article I put in the agenda is. Um, Tim Sweeney, who is the CEO, I think he actually might be owner of Epic, um, came out and made a thing saying that Epic supports everyone's right to express their views on politics and human rights and that they would never ban somebody, even on their official stream, for making a comment like Blitz Chung said. Yeah, they say that until someone goes too far. Okay, Okay. now, I'm going to... I've already expressed my opinions. I'm going to play devil's advocate... In this situation, just for one instance, Blizzard's official statement of saying why they did what they did. I understand it. I read it. I think it's completely bullshit. But here is if I'm playing, if I'm defending Blizzard right now and saying that we did this because Blitzchunk broke the rules. I understand Blizzard having to punish Blitzchunk for it because if you don't. Then it opens up a slippery slope and allowing other people to just go and do the same thing. And at some point, you do have to nip it in the bud. Because according to their statement, this is about the game, not about political views. And that's a lie. So, okay. Tying it back to Epic Games, um, it is also worth noting that a Chinese-owned company, Tencent, owns... 10% of Blizzard and they also own 40% of Epic. And I thought it was 14. No, it's like 40. Oh, 40. Nope, I'm sorry. I saw it. Yep. Okay. So, it is so one of the 
conversations that was going around when Blizzard did this was that they bland, they banned Blitch Tongue because Tencent could be, uh, which is a Chinese company, could be affected. And then a day later or two days later, a company that's got four times as much stake into their company and is arguably making a shitload of money off of Fortnite because Fortnite it just doesn't stop. And they've they already out had some privacy things pop up about using the Epic Launcher, the Chinese getting your data. Right. So they're like, oh, no, no, not us, not us. But yeah, right. So, but now a company that they've got 40% in a company that's making billions where they, they come out and say, no, we would never stop this. So that's also part of the conversation. It's like, I, I honestly believe Blizzard did this for monetary reasons. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. But what does it say when Tim Sweeney, who has 40% of their company owned by a China company, comes out and says, oh, no, we would never do this. Like, Wait, wait do you, until somebody does it. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think Sweeney is just, quote, unquote, playing to the crowd right now? Yes. Yep. He's, it's a brilliant marketing move because Epic Games looks so much better by essentially dogpiling onto Blizzard. They're basically stepping on Blizzard's head while they're drowning. I mean, they're not really drowning, but like when they're in a really shitty position, they're basically stepping on their head. And it's brilliant. Right. So do you think that if, if somebody did this on uh, you know, official Fortnite tournament that we'd be having this conversation about Epic banning somebody? I mean, I would like to think not if they said they won't. Like, we, we would never know until that happens. I mean, yes, there is some speech that if you go on there and say, they'll be like, okay, yeah, you're not doing that anymore. You're, you're gone. Which some speech, like hateful speech, you can understand that. But something like this that wasn't hateful and just matter of fact, like something that should have been said and most people can probably agree needed to be said, like, I, you would like to think that Epic would keep their word. But we would not know until something like this was said on one of their streams. All right. Uh, so we're going to close out the show. But before we do that, anybody have any closing comments about this? Uh, anybody want to say anything that they haven't said yet? I actually do have, um, I guess what you would call some trophy count DLC. Uh, oh, I just <laughs> popped my 176th <laughs> platinum. Oh, I was talking about <laughs> topics about Blitz Chung and Blizzard and Epic. Anybody have anything comments about that? I was really hoping that Daryl would admit that he's been hiding 40 Platinums that he hasn't synced yet, <laughs> and he was just waiting until you got cocky enough to make to talk shit on the podcast. And then while he was on the show, he sunk those trophies. Oh, my Boom! gosh. <laughs> All right. So I mean, the last, the last thing I'll say I'll close out, I alluded – I, I mentioned it, and Daryl mentioned it. Um, there's no possible way that Epic – or, like, Blizzard Games will ever convince anybody that this is not – motivated by business. Well, let me ask, let, so bad. Let me ask you also this. If Bl if BlizzCon was not at the end of the month, do you think Blizzard would have even responded or kowtowed and reduced the suspension? No, they would not have walked it back. No way. I think Alice? they would have kept, kept the band, kept the year, the commentators would have been fired, and they would have just went quiet. But because BlizzCon is there, yep. Alex, I, what do you think? You know... I mean, possibly not, because I, I think that they've gotten a little too cocky where it's like, oh, we have World of Warcraft, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. Who cares? They have that World of Warcraft money, and, you know, StarCraft is incredibly popular, Diablo's a popular series, and, you know, there's also Overwatch. You know, they have a lot of moneymakers, 
So I think they've gotten quite, a, you know, quite cocky about it. But at the same time, if the numbers did start to fall, you probably would see them come out and try to stem the tide. <laughs> the later it came out, the worse they would look because they'd be like, oh, well, you're just doing this in reaction to people dropping your games. But the problem is, is World of Warcraft has such a player base and it's been strong, like tens of millions of players for so long that there's no way people are going to stop playing that game just over this one thing. You? I mean, I think that, like, oh, Blizzard executives could go around burning down people's houses, and they would still play World of Warcraft. Yield? I don't know. I don't follow this stuff enough to really give a yay or nay. It does seem quite ironic that a big backlash was made, we got our big con coming up, so we'll do some good PR to make us look good. That would all say that if the con wasn't around the corner, let's say it's eight months down the road, that they wouldn't just sit back and go, let's see how this plays out. Let's give it a couple of months and see if people are still making waves. I I think I think they would have backpedaled, but I don't think it would have been this soon. Because eventually... Everybody, I mean, people already think that Activision and EA are the scummiest parts, and you know, Activision Empire of the video game industry. Look, when you add microtransactions into Crash Team Racing after you say publicly that you're not going to, and all the reviews come out positive, and you say, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll put microtransactions in," especially first day of their fucking new event, you like some people have trouble unlocking coins and unlocking nitro points, and people can actually buy that shit with real money. Yeah, you look pretty scummy. But Activision is a part of Blizzard, obviously, because they're Activision Blizzard. Well, like, but uh, hold on. That whole relationship, because I know when you, like, when Universal Vivendi merged with Activision, Activision was the lesser part. They were the, the little brother, brother in that transaction. But they broke apart, correct? And is Blizzard Vivendi? part of the parent company Activision now? Activision and Blizzard, I believe... Are either at a fifty-fifty stake or a sixty-forty stake. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not sure which way the balance goes. Because I know Vivendi and Activision is no longer a thing. Well, Vivendi and Activision, yes, but Bliz- uh, but Activision Blizzard is the actual company's name. Yes, I know that. But they, uh, but they, they operate separately, but they are the same company. So. Like I said, I think I think Blizzard would have backpedaled. I don't think it would have been this soon because eventually you do have to address the elephant in the room and you do have to discuss this. Uh, the commentators, again, I don't think at all, in any way, shape, or form they should have been punished. They just wrong place, wrong time. Um, that is disgusting to me that somebody's there doing their job and somebody else makes a statement and they have to go down with the ship. That's absolutely despicable to me well of course the problem is now that they've come out and addressed it they look like liars well yeah i mean i i i have their official uh press uh, statement here and it's just it's just way too much to read at this point but at at no time do they uh, blizzard i'm talking about here in no way did at any time did they acknowledge that they were in the wrong they are staying on their point that Blitzchunk broke the rules, he knew what he did, and our actions are based on him breaking the rules. 
Um, and you can clearly see that this has been over looked over by numerous lawyers to make sure that it says exactly what they want to say and in no way but in no way shape or form are they taking responsibility or saying hey we fucked up and that's just disgusting to me well I mean yeah they don't want to admit fault because that makes them look worse right whereas actually in this situation some form of transparency would actually make them look better instead of them coming out and lying to all of us Okay, well, here's the only point of the the statement. I'm going to read this real quick. That uh, in any way, shape, or form, are they taking responsibility? Uh, And, like, I'm just taking a chapter out of this. Okay, what could... (laughs) chapter. (laughs) Well, it it is a little... uh, Okay, what could Blizzard done better, and where do we go from here? Over the past few days, many players, casters, esports fans, and employees have expressed concerns about how we determine the penalties... We've had a chance to pause, listen to our community, and reflect on what we could have done better. In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate. We reacted too quickly. We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all our players and that our rules and processes are clear. All this is in service of another important Blizzard value, play nice, play fair. In the tournament itself, Blitzstone quote-unquote played fair, we now believe he should receive his prize and, and understand that for, this is not about the prize or perhaps it's others disrespectful to even discuss it. That is not our intention. But playing fair also includes appropriate pre- and post-match conduct, especially when the player accepts recognition for winning in a broadcast. We think about the suspension of six months for Blitzchunk is more appropriate, which, after which time he can compete in the Hearthstone Pro Circuit again if he so chooses. There's no consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event or the there is a consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast. That's in their official And, and there's a penalty for hurting our relationship with China and that was, that and, was uh, and possibly, like, putting a hurting on our financials. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I stopped reading too quickly. With regard to the casters, remember their purpose is to keep the event focused on the tournament. That didn't happen here, and we are setting their suspension to six months as well. Again, mm-hmm. from their official statement. Yeah, well, it's, they couldn't. They couldn't like backtrack all the way because then it would prove everybody right. So that's the middle ground. So I guess it's better it, than nothing. All right, let's close out the show. Let's clean this shit up. Proofgame.com is looking for some various podcasts, videos, news, sports, and general help. If you're interested in playing, go to Proofgame.com, click on the Help Watch tab, and fill out the application. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and all the videos. Speaking of videos, you can find us streaming on twitch.tv backslash Proofgamer. You can also catch the streams, or excuse me, the videos on YouTube by doing a search for official Proven Gamer. Want to get a hold of us? There are several ways to get a hold of us. First is our phone number. Yield, what's our phone number? 330-PROVEN-9-330-776-8369. You can also send us an email. Alex, what is our Troy Memorial email? Troviors at ProvenGamer.com. And you can also contact us on Twitter. You can contact the site at ProvenGamer. Contact the show at Troviors. Contact me at TrickyVic. Contact Alex at Sonder Sorcerer Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. Contact Daryl at Resident Daryl. On the PSN. Not on Twitter. No, uh, the Chinese are on Twitter. <laughs> That's 
If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, which is not the flagship show. Daryl, that is the that flagship show of the Proven Gamer Network. Is the only show with PG in the title. Uh, Nintendo dual screens game stuff. It's like butt uh, stuff, but for games. Jesus Christ, Kalai's <laughs> gonna kill you. And we got to record a show with her in a minute. Yep. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, following iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, tune in, and you can find Trophy Horrors and Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify, and you can also catch uh, Trophy Horrors on Pandora now. But you cannot get PG spoilers on time from week to week as it's recorded and submitted, because for some reason, there's always a hitch or delay in it getting posted. If you want to get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities, there's one for the site, Proof of Gamer. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Brothel. Why, Daryl? Because Sean Layden said the word whores, and now he's been removed, and that word has been banned. And there's also Yield's group, which is the Platinum Guild. Yield, how close we are to the next uh, shout-outs? You know, I should have done that today, but I was working on getting my bathtub to work. So it'll be next weekend. 10-4. Uh... That is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Humble Bundle. Alex, tell us about that bundle that is very humble. Humble Bundle is a charity initiative. Every month, the website HumbleBundle.com groups together different media, uh, whether it be digital comics, whether it be books, whether it be video games, and they sell them at a discounted price. They Basically, there are tiers to each bundle, so the more you pay, the more content you'll get. Uh, it do- is done for charity, so the more you can give, the better, obviously. Uh, it, the, the bundles, at least for the video games, are usually valued at over $200, so even if you have to pay $20 for all the games, you're getting like eight or nine games, it's still a great value. Uh, to figure out what they, or to find out what they got on Humble Bundle, you can go to HumbleBundle.com to see what they're offering this month, and you can sign up for their electronic news- newsletter at the bottom of the page. Alright. Yield. Yes. Tell us about Extra Life, sir. So, Extra Life is a 25-hour, because it's on November 2nd of this year, video game charity event that benefits the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. So you go to extra-life.org, you select to play by yourself with a team, or you can join a team, or a gamer has a team, and you get friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors, strangers to give monies to you, and 100% of those monies goes to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of your choice. So it's a win-win, you get to play video games, and you're helping out sick kids. So who's going to knock you for playing video games if you're helping sick kids? No one. And uh, next week I will reveal my full Extra Life plans, including playing Beat Saber, Tetris Effect, and getting Steven to come over here and sing a rock band. Maybe we'll get Yield on that stream as well. Oh, yeah. Going to get whooped. Yeah. I like that's going to happen. Uh... Our- other sponsor is our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com backslash Gamer, uh, there are new tiers up there. Uh, changes have been made, so uh, to support us at whatever tier you want and help the site out tremendously. I'm sorry I'm bumbling this because I'm like thinking three things at one time right now. Uh, Patreon producers Felicia Steph and CJ Anderson. CJ, who's supposed to be on the show uh, and is bragging about Daryl's trophy count in uh, a Facebook chat right now. <laughs> I'm seeing those uh, ass nine messages. Uh, <laughs> and our last watcher is Amazon. Daryl, can you tell us about Amazon? 
Yes, uh, you can go to ProvenGamer.com, click on the Amazon link, and do your shopping as per usual. And Amazon kicks a small fraction uh, back to the site. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't add anything to your cart. And from what I hear, <clears throat> it uh, helps the site tremendously, just like our Tencent endorsement. That's going to be taken out of the show. <laughs> Let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Alex, your shout-outs. Want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trevor Yours. Thank you all for your continued support. That way, we don't have to rely on China for money. That's uh, right. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you all you know, uh, again for supporting you know us every week. Uh, it's the best I'll, possible I'll thing you can do up. for us. I'm standing up, by the way. Bravo. Um, you guys listening every week and spreading the news of Trophy Horrors and the word of Trophy Horrors is the reason we're on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and it's the reason the show continues to grow and we're able to put out more episodes and why we still enjoy what we do uh, because we have your all's backing. So thank you very much for always spending some, some time with us. Give a shout-out to Tricky and Yield for recording this week, a shout-out to CJ who wanted to come on and just didn't work out, and a shout-out to Daryl who came on and uh, – because Sunday nights are hard for Daryl to record, but uh, we definitely appreciate him coming on and, uh, you know, uh, having this serious political chat with us, despite what Tricky might say. You know, you know, I, I, I take it back. I'm, I'm going to leave in the 10 cent thing because we actually got through that topic, in my opinion, very well. It, 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 I was worried about having it, but actually the conversation was pretty well. Very good. Yield, your shout out. Hold sir. on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I forgot your shout-out. Last but not least, I want to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, I love you, and uh, I'm so excited to do all the fun fall activities and experience our second Halloween together. And uh, never forget, Trophy Horse can't be bought by China. Hey, wait, I got a question before you go on. Is she, I'm trying is she, to close out the show. No, hang on, this is important. Is she in the room with you when you do this, or does she just listen to the show and you leave little things for, for her to, to – or does she not ever listen to it? Oh no, she listens to the show every week. And if there is not a shout out, she gave me shit last week because I didn't. I shouted out to Sean Layton, but not her. Oh, got you. Uh, but no, it's because like it's just a, a ritual do, I do. Sometimes she's in here, but she's in the other room watching TV. But she almost always listens to the show. Gotcha, Alex, gotcha. I have a confession. What? I have a confession. You uh, you're, you're taking money from China? No, you <laughs> actually you actually did give Ashley a shout out last week. I just cut it out of the show. Oh, oh, you jerk. <laughs> oh, you fucker. You know how much shit I've taken this week for that? <laughs> she asked me when yes. my proposal to Sean Layton was going to be because I shouted out to him last week and not her. You're a real fucking tramp. <laughs> Hold on. Continue with her shout outs. I'll be back. <laughs> he's not going to admit that now. He, he, he's, no, no. He's going to get her so she can yell at me. Quick edit and note. I actually didn't take it out of the show. I just wanted to make him believe I did. Yield your shout outs. So, uh, I would first off like to give a shout-out to Alex for the shout-out of the year. I'm sorry, nobody topping that. Uh, a shout-out to Tricky. That was some funny stuff. <laughs> Bravo. All right, that's that's dirty, but that's funny. All right? Hey, revenge is, is bitter, but it's sweet. It is. Uh, a shout-out to Daryl for coming on and recording tonight. Uh, even though his 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 little flag was sunk by the bigger flagship, it, it's okay. It's cool. We're, we work together here. Uh, shout out to CJ. You were here in spirit. Uh, a shout out 
to the fictional animals of gaming integrity treatment specialists. What? They're they're a very important group. Okay. Near and dear to Homer's heart. <laughs> I told him I'd give him a shout out for that. I might have to take out of the show unless uh, Homer plays some uh, rock band by Tuesday. Oh no, no, it, it's you can't take it out. It's in the show now. Well, I can take especially, it out. <laughs> especially the more if I drag it on, and then at the uh, end of my shout outs, I drag right, it back in. Me and Dal have to record it on the show. Let's go. Ah, okay. Uh, He's dragging it on on purpose now. No, now I'm trying to think because I thought I had something. I think I. Shout out to my sister in law, whose birthday was this past week. And. I will close it out. I'll say that's it. Daryl, your shout outs. I want to give a shout out to my updated trophy count, a level 43 trophy count of 9,713 with a platinum count of 176. That's right. I popped a platinum in the middle of the show. I want to give a shout out to uh, CJ, my Australian brother from another mother who has constantly supported me and uh, encouraged this movement of getting my trophy count read uh, on the uh, on the Trophy Horrors podcast. That, that, that movement was dead on arrival, by the way. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to the Trophy Horse uh, for constantly holding PG spoilers down in this this fight, this battle for the flagship. So uh, I Wait, appreciate hold on, you hold guys on, keeping hold on. me. Don't be included in everybody in that because I have no bearing on when the show gets released. Hey man, you know what? You guys are the announcers uh, to Tricky's protest. All right, when he doesn't post PG spoilers. I gotta just ban you all, you, you know. You guys go down oh, with so, the ship. So, so we're banned for six months now. That's right. Didn't post PG you can't be the flagship for six hey, months. You, That's right. You know what? You know what? I'm going on vacation starting next week. Tricky, thank you. Liberate <sighs> PG spoilers. <laughs> all right. And, Viva la Rosa. Oh, all right. All right. Now, Alex, did you go get Ashley so she could yell at me now? No, she's still sitting on the couch watching TV. I just relayed the message to her that you were a real son of a bitch. I want to give a shout-out to Sweet Mama D. Shout-out to the goddess who left me alone. I think actually, oh, they just walked in the house. They were having a movie night at one of my neighbor's house because my neighbor is obsessed with my dog and my child. So, Whoa, I'd be uh, worried about that neighbor. Not in the not in the creepy way. Why do you have to turn that dirty? You well, said it really I awkward. Going, I was going that way too. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for uh, being patient with my absences. Uh, I'm not officially back yet, but I will be around. Uh, I I love podcasting. That's why I'm back. Uh, and shout out to everybody. Thank you uh, very much for keeping the show going. 407 episodes. We never thought we'd get past seven. We're now 400 past that. Uh, fun fact, most podcasts die after the seventh episode. We have uh, succeeded that. Uh, Sweet so, Mama D, you want to say goodbye? Bye. Until next Later. week. Happy trophy hunting. Holla, 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 holla. Liberate PG spoilers. That's the new hashtag.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. 